What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the Scott Love and Slim Jones Show, here on gradio.ca, presented by Shellshock420. For all of your cannabis culture needs, visit shellshock420.com. That's right. Uh, also, uh, Slim, you can now pick up tickets for an evening of Edmonton Hip Hop at all three Shellshock locations. Super stoked on it. So, uh, K-Riz, Relic... Self and the Liberators, Dunna and Young Talks going down April 14th at the Needle. Hit us up for tickets. Uh, Facebook us, message us. Yeah, any of the artists. Uh, grab them online, yglive.ca. All of that stuff. All right, Slim. Well, today we're not hip hopping. We are punk rocking. My favorite. I uh, got an old friend of mine sitting here today. Evan Hughes from the Real Sickies is in the house. What up, son? Hey, how's it going? It's good, man. How oh, are I you? I hear myself. This is cool. I was worried that there was... Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. Your beautiful, sultry voice for a podcast. Uh, yeah, my, <laughs> mom, my mom told me on the way over here that I was going to do really good because I've got a good face for radio. So. <laughs> do you talk to your mom every day? Uh, I talk to her a fair bit. Yeah. I don't talk to her. I, I, I'd like to talk to my mom every day, but it's always like, I think we're at a point it's like, well, who's going to call who and then not answer? Yeah. <laughs> you guys got some distance between you two. Well, yeah, there's yeah. a couple thousand clicks there. For <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming down and getting weird, talking life, having a couple beers with us yeah. in, the, in the studio. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of the sickies couldn't make it. Uh, we have an attendance problem. They're out sick. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, Josh, Josh's little girl has a birthday today, so he's busy with that. And uh, Rob is taking care of his little baby girl. So, right, a lot of a lot of family members in the real sickies family. So, hey, man, it's it's all about family, yeah. true community. Life happens. Right? I'm Music. flying solo though. We'll pack a one. So, <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. and you're okay with that? You do that well. Oh no, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying that. I I shouldn't be responsible for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely be responsible for my own, but yeah, I feel dangerously prepared for this. Like, <laughs> Dude, I feel dangerously unprepared, and I feel dangerously good. <laughs> I feel like, it's like one of those dreams where you didn't do your homework and you're not wearing pants. Oh. I don't think I don't think we've ever really prepared for a show. Properly. Yeah, no, we kind of just seat of our pants them and uh, just shove a mic in your see face what and see what happens. <laughs> couple, that's the fun of it. As long as there's a couple beers in the fridge and a safety meeting in the garage, you know, I'm pretty straight. Yeah, no, so. That seems well taken care of. You guys are very gracious. Oh, well, thanks, it. man. This uh, is a lovely studio. Yeah, well, thank Sweet, you. Sweet, right? Yeah. I hosted a podcast for two years in a dingy basement, and this is, you know, feels like Bachelor, Bachelor Castle Bachelor Studios. Bachelor Castle Studios, a good friend, Cam Boone, helping us out with this spot. Always appreciate that. Uh, well, yeah, speaking of busy, man, you guys have been uh, pretty busy yourselves. Cool, yeah. It's uh, lots of things in the works. Definitely, man. It's 2016 was like a really crappy else, but we had a really good year. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we stole everybody's like good mojo or something. Right. But yeah, we um, finished up, finally finished up the first album. Uh, we're in talks with It's Alive, which is a label out of Orange County. Okay. Uh, we're, uh, sweet. we're looking at having that out hopefully for the summer. And yeah. uh, it's all the full album's already out on cassette on Shake Records. I love that. that. Uh, but it's, as far as I know, sold out. It was a really limited run, so... Is it an LP or EP? Uh, it's, uh, it was a full, uh, 
11 songs. Yeah, songs. Sweet. It's a full album. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, a 7 inch EP coming out. Uh, just a little, uh, basically like a single, right? An A side and a B side. Right on. Uh, with the two songs that I brought in between today uh, Everywhere You Go and Cool Club. Nice. And, yeah, uh, stoked to play those. We a also bit here. started, uh, we also started the, the Cool Club, which is like a, a fan club that we're running uh, where you can get access to exclusive merchandise, exclusive songs. Uh, we're doing. Uh, the cool club, I love that. Yeah, well, it's it's sort of work. We're kind of weirdos, and you know we don't belong in anybody's <laughs> cool club. So we thought we'd start one of our own. And you know we always thought band fan clubs were cool. So uh, basically, you can email uh, coolclub at realsickies.com and uh, and get signed up. Uh, we're doing some classic covers of like some Beach Boys songs, and we got a lot of stuff. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be like exclusive stuff for for people who kind of dig the band. So so that's exciting. Thoroughbred rock uh, and roll, man. Yeah, we we had a nice little run through Saskatchewan and Alberta last year, as well as uh, opening for Chicks Dig It, and we did that's two nights. Super hype. Two nights with stiff little fingers, man. That's huge. Oh shit! I mean, to be opening for uh, a true '77 punk band straight out of Belfast, Ireland. Like they, they came out during the Troubles, right, and are still going today. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a huge that's, deal. I just kind of respects. Like, it shows a little bit of a testament of like punk rock shall not die. Oh, you there, can yeah. bury us in rubble, but <laughs> it, it, go, it just goes to bed at a much more reasonable hour. Right? Yeah, <laughs> stands at the back you of the room. Couldn't have put it any better. Rock. Punk, punk rock now between punk rock 10 years ago yeah a lot yeah. more fire there was a sweet diet do, now. But there was do you a sweet go to bumpers? bed at a more reasonable hour now I definitely do uh, really <laughs> <laughs> no I, uh, dude, I saw a sweet bumper sticker said uh Old punk rockers never die. We just stand in the back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, I've noticed that every year I move a little bit farther out of the it's pit. It's fucking yeah. true, dude. It's I'm true. getting, I'm getting sore. I'm getting tired. I, you know, pits are hard for me now. I, I get in the mosh pit. And I get chucked around a little bit. And I'm like, man, this is exhausting. <laughs> and like to think you would the do it like over. every weekend, sometimes twice a weekend, metal bands, wherever. It's just like I can't remember where I was. Lamb of God. Oh, and man. and uh, kill switch at the shot, and I was and I was like hyperventilating because I couldn't breathe, and I'm just getting like <laughs> chucked around. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> just get me out of here. Totally I was also man. severely dehydrated, but <laughs> last when fucking Eagles of Death Metal came through last time there with like oh. it was fucking. Dope. That, was that, was with, that was with Josh Holmes. Death really really Love. I love that fucking band, dude. Josh was Josh wasn't here for that show, but lucky man. A documentary about that whole. Oh yeah. Ordeal. yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to watch that for a while. That's so. man, that's heartbreaking that that happened. Can that's you just imagine just like going through that and just like having a guy you're on the road with every day, just like oh totally. Well, it, it's like you know like Altamont for the Stones or like any of those like the ACDC or Who concerts where you know some poor guy gets trampled or something. Like you yeah. just go, people just go to have a good time. You're just going there to watch. Yeah, the show. you never want to see anything. Well, like dude, that and then happen, they fucking went back almost a year to the date, right? And yeah, played the yeah, yeah, fucking. They went back, yeah, what's the venue called again? The, uh, the Bataclan, I think. Bataclan, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, didn't they? Do, it was like U two was doing something with them or something like that. I heard. I can't. They remember. were doing some benefit, some solidarity. Yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. But yeah, cool. the uh, like, year's been good for us, and, and and like I say, with you know, with a band like Stiff Little Fingers, we're talking about guys who hung out with the Clash and the Ramones, and you know, Fucking none of those bands are around anymore, really. Just didn't have a beer with those guys and picked their brain. Oh, it was cool. They were super nice. Oh, moving it down. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a short guy. Adjust, adjust. There adjust. we go. I feel, Hot. I feel bigger now. Hot. I can hear myself. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we also finished the uh, the second album. We actually finished writing it, and we're going to go into the studio at the end of the month uh, in the physics lab with Terry Pocholic. I was just going to ask you, yeah, what's the studio? 
Where is it in town? Where uh, are it's uh, southeast-ish. Okay. Give or take. I always end up using GPS to get there. It kind of feels like a fun secret location. Remember when you had to use uh, physical maps to find been, a place? You've been working with those guys for a while, though, eh? Like almost, going back to uh, almost everything. Practical we've done. slackers days. Like. Uh, actually, practical slackers and uh, the dissonance stuff back miss when that, I was doing metal. Band, by the way, all that stuff <laughs> me, was done by uh, by Kenny Charters, and most of it was done in my basement. Oh, so, really? Yeah, the whole practical slackers record was made in in my basement. So I made about I think between EPs and records about eight or nine recordings in the last six or seven years with Kenny. And then we've done the first album and a number of like singles and individual stuff, mm-hmm. uh, either with uh, Terry's former understudy, Justin, or working directly with Terry. And Rob's taken over as an understudy now. So he's uh, doing a lot of the engineering and recording for all our songs now. Awesome. So yeah, having a, having a guy who is, you know, your drummer and one of the chief songwriters and also... You know, kind of has a lot of the vision for the band. Also, engineering your record is a huge, huge bonus. Nice it's just fit. great how drummers hold the band together. Sometimes, like they're always late. Oh, man, and, uh, <laughs> it's funny, man. I'm I'm the lead guitar player, and he's written more uh, guitarists for the band than I have. And, and he's he's got great ideas, right? Like a lot of it's this sort of Frankie Valley teenage romance, car crash, heartbreak kind of. You know, uh, old school '50s stuff, but with uh, with the Johnny Thunders and the Ramones and the, and the '70s rock kind of thrown yeah. in. And, and he's got a really good ear for that and a really good handle on on creating it. And then him and Ben to get get together, and it's like this Lennon McCartney thing where they just go back and forth with lyrics. So. The rest of it just have to keep up. <laughs> That's just such an exciting part of writing, though, when it's just like it just falls into like place. Fireworks are going yeah. off, and it's oh, just like totally. and, and get chills. Fuck. Yeah, and I mean yeah. everybody just talking about it. I mean, you know, uh, when when Brian was in the band, he came up with these just delicious bass lines, and 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 we've had a number of really great guitar players. We got we've had Josh Giro for I think almost a year, year and a half now, and he's been just wicked to have in the band. Like one of the nicest guys, and he's got these killer blues licks he's like really shy and he doesn't really want to solo much but when he does and he opens up and just man he laces into that guitar it's awesome it's that les paul <laughs> we got uh, we got todd rocket from the intensive now on bass. okay cool so he's kicking a lot of ass and of course ben disaster has been in uh between rob and ben they, they've been in like twice as many bands as me easily yeah those guys I, I couldn't even start to list them all off there's just this so there's, much history there's with too many guys. get around yeah yeah. So, yeah it can kind of feel like you're riding on on coattails a little bit just because their resumes are so long and, you <laughs> extensive know, i'm like why am i in this band <laughs> but i guess that's sort of the vibe right you know we, we all don't belong in the cool club oh, so oh, 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 i started playing it a little oh, bit it's okay hold up. up i'm gonna fix this does that cut the mics or is it no no no. we're still live music and talking i could just move it over and then we'll <laughs> grab it later it's all good. Wait, yeah, just keep going. It's not keep the going. first time that's happened. No. You, guys using, uh, <laughs> you guys using Cubase? Yes, we are using Cubase. That's, actually, that's what we did for first year or so. I'm, I'm nice. We always did it's it. nice. Like it. Drag and drop. Yeah, no, it's it's a great program. This sort of like for me when I started this, I just like came in and asked Cam if I could use the studio. And then, dude, I was, was gonna like, say sure. respects for that because you picked it up fucking quick. Well, yeah, dude. he like kind of gave me a crash course one day, and he's like, "Yeah, these are like your basic things." Have fun, and he's like, and just remember to save. <laughs> Dude, that's the best part with like playing with a shit like this is just just like that, and having fun. Man. So over the last like six or seven months, I've like kind of just learned. I'm I, I produce the show on the fly more yeah. or less, right? So it's like, but it, it's cool now because like, I mean, my band's recorded here before, and like when I go into recording again uh, this year, which is gonna happen hopefully, but it's like now I actually have an understanding of like I because. 
Fuck, man. Sometimes you're in the studio and you look at your producer's computer like, I don't understand. Oh, man. Hieroglyphs, especially. Yeah. Drum edits are, are amazing to watch. Yeah. It's like, how do you know that's insane. where the standard is in the <laughs> yeah. waveform? You're moving that around? And yeah. then you're just like, you watch people grab stuff and he's like, oh, that's not the one. Here it is. And you're just like... <laughs> It's a, it's like the Matrix, like they can see in the code, and you can't see that <laughs> exactly. way. It's like all green and shit. And now I look at it, I'm like, oh look, these waves are peaking. I'm gonna bring that down later, and this is over here, and then it's just like totally. I mean, and it's super handy when you have your own studio. Like I, I had a studio set up at, at my old place, and and Kenny would just leave for days at a time, and I would do vocal overdubs or do solos, and. There, there was no way I was going to make him sit there while I did 300 takes right. of like one line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Until since you're I, satisfied. But yeah, yeah, since I was at home with a bottle of Jack and, you know, nothing to do, you know, you just, you do as many takes as you want and you know how to delete them and move them around. You know, just enough basics to kind of. That's what I've always been. Just known enough forward. just to get around in It'd be it. be a great yeah. way to start a song. I yeah. If I mess something up though, if I need to move something. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't auto tune myself. So that's probably good though. I don't, I don't think you ever would want to. Would no, you? it's not. We're not that. We're not that type. I don't think I've ever been. Imagine in a band. Auto tune punk song. I just okay. Interesting. Well, I heard something. <laughs> uh, Smash Mouth by All Star is apparently all auto tuned to C, like the entire really? song. Seriously, yeah. it, it, the entire thing is in C. Uh, I don't know. I heard it on Sonic the other day. <laughs> That's bad. Maybe it's Smash maybe it's Mouth. bullshit. It's, I, I've been meaning to look it up. Auto tune's actually been in use a lot longer than people think. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, they, I mean, they just call it pitch correction, right? So yeah, yes, uh, pitch correction. Well, and that's the cool. nice term, right? Yeah, the nice euphemism. It's a politically correct term for cheater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, phony. Well, you know, well, I, I, it's, uh, it's like putting triggers on your drums. Yeah. Right. Although that's kind of cool. Like if if you're going it for can a certain be cool. effect, right? Gated reverb made Phil Collins sound really cool. <laughs> Absolutely, right? So unique. If it's used tastefully and you know, yeah. I mean, let's face it, if you're into EDM, most of that stuff's going to be synthesized. Absolutely, so. right? And like or a player like The Edge, people like rip on him for not being a very good guitar player because of how many effects he uses. So I'm like, "Well, did you ever think of doing anything like that?" Yeah, Cuz I think it's fucking cool. You took two notes and you made like an entire little like looped the, the documentary with The Edge and fucking uh, Jack it might get loud. Fuck, I love Dude, that. I've watched that so many times. So many times, dude. Back to back to back. That is, back. Yeah, it's guitar player it, porn, man. It honestly, I'm 100% honest. I, I kind of ripped. I was one of the ones that ripped Jack on Edge White. before that. Yeah, and I too. got a newfound oh, respect for him after that. Yeah. Seeing his fucking rigs, dude. I think it, I think <laughs> it's and I think it's like Jimmy Page giving him a pass and saying mm-hmm. like this guy's okay. He's yeah, like yeah. a sonic architect, yeah. pretty much. And, and and then also Jack White too. It's like I was sort of ambivalent about Jack White. I was so like he's, underrated he's okay. as a guitar player. I think though, like yeah, no. he doesn't show his true ability in the White Stripes at all. Creatively and, yeah. and well, and I think he said in an interview once that he tried to keep Meg's playing really naive and basic. Yeah, and they, it, and that's that was what they wanted. The that was the, the sound, right? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really. Uh, sort of black and Simple. white or red and white if you will yeah <laughs> no for sure um actually i saw a sick video the other day it was i think it was white stripes playing in london or somewhere a- anyways he goes into um the lemon song and robert plant comes on stage and sings it with him and i was like what was just like the crowd just lost their fucking shit man, man that song was... is sleazy you ever, like, you ever really look at the lyrics of that like... that is dirty <laughs> A lot of their songs, though. Well, were... and that's and that's the thing. Music used to be like it, it wasn't outright like you know like you know the way some rap is today. Where you can't just, just say things. You just come out and say put like, your formula. Key, right? There's a strict the formula end, nowadays, yeah, it's, right? It's, it's all about really heavily laced sexual innuendo. <laughs> right? Absolutely, and, and that's uh, and that's what's clever about it. Like in, like in the song like the Jack by ACDC, it's not like this chick has an STI. It's like no, she no, has it's, the. It's, it's about cards. Yeah, there's this subtlety to it. Yeah. It's totally. a gross subject, but there's subtlety. That's yeah. what's important. Look deeper. Yeah. Look deeper. Listen yeah, deeper. Totally. It's like an onion, man. Layers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone told me that Jack was about heroin. 
I've I've heard a couple of different stories. Yeah, ACDC songs are I think they're typically about either sex, rock and roll itself, or alcohol. Or I don't I don't think I don't think I've heard any things that are like except maybe Dirty Deeds, but I think Jailbreak. I think all of that is covered in, in Dirty Deeds and Jailbreak. Mm. Yeah. A lot of the Bond stuff was was interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I guess we just disproved that. There theory. you go. Yeah. Couple a couple songs. A little, couple little songs. bit a little bit of science. Couple right? songs. You have a hypothesis, you had some some evidence that Learning. doesn't fit with it, and now we go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really I don't know. AC D C work. Nothing, nothing against Brian Johnson, but definitely pre Johnson days, I think were my favorite oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm days. Oh yeah, I'm I mean, I saw him when I was ten years old. So seriously, yeah, oh yeah, That's fucking sweet. I was I was in the nosebleeds and I had a pair of binoculars, but it was it was the Ball Breaker tour '96. Did they do Commonwealth or? Uh, no, it was uh, back when it was the Edmonton Coliseum. So like right. well before, before Skyreach oh, yeah. even before Skyreach. Oh, wow. That's right, Skyreach. Holy <laughs> shit! When there was no was corporate influence. Yeah, yeah. Holy no. fuck. Northlands Coliseum. Yeah, and, uh, it's owned by the investors group. It mm. started with a Beavis and Butthead cartoon. Oh, nice. Yeah, they had this giant screen, and they were, and Beavis and Butthead were backstage, and uh, they were trying to get into ACDC's dressing room, and they knock on the door, and the woman who opens the door is this dominatrix, and she's got this, like, long black leather coat, and that was, like, the album art was done by Marvel Comics, and so it was all these, like, dominatrix with, like, chainsaws and, like, nutcrackers and, like, just anything that you could do to really, like, abuse... Uh, a guy's junk yeah. and uh, so she does this like flourish of the jacket right like you know Batman cape style and like pulls them in and then the show starts with this giant uh, wrecking ball on a crane that smashes through this brick wall and they start playing they spend I'm, a lot of money on them I'm ready for love I, I saw them at Commonwealth it must have been six or seven years ago yeah, now yeah I went to that show the, the torrential downpour right when they started playing Thunderstruck is that, is that like, how it because I heard that and I no, thought it, that it, it was, so there was actual lightning and thunder for Thunderstruck yeah, and it was like Fuck, that would have just nah, sent the nah, hair nah, on the back nah, of your nah, neck nah, up, nah. hey? And it was like, crash. And me and my dad were like looking at the clouds. We're like, holy oh, yeah. fuck. Dude, my pockets were like full of water. Like, Oh, and then, then when that confetti flew out into the air and it, and like it hit mixed with the water and made that weird paper mache that yeah, would stick to your like, face. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy, though. And like props for them because they're like, they they were already playing for over an hour at this oh, point, yeah. an hour and a half. And they're like, no, we're not going anywhere. Well, they, we're yeah, sticking they stopped it out to with squeegee you. the stage off with those like, squeegees on like, broom handles. He had this huge catwalk all the way out to center field. Mm. And then he gets to the center and it's like this platform that raises him like 30 feet in the air or something stupid. And he's lying on his back in the rain, just soloing away. I'm like, is, is it hard to play guitar? So, like soaking wet? quite a fucking and, feeling. And I'd worry about getting electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Is it, is, it, is it bad for the guitar to be that wet? Like, I don't think it's supposed oh, he's to. Replaced can't, that guitar. Yeah, can't be for, good. For sure, right? <laughs> That's kindling for the fireplace on the bus. I'm just like, I always thought that'd be cool. It's like, I want to play a, a show in the rain, but at the same time, I'm like, what? Do I? What, do, do I? Cool, yeah, I, do I actually, I was, I was actually, I had really good seats. I was standing on the front row on the side of that runway that he was at. Okay. So no I shit. watched, I watched him go under that platform. Yeah, yeah. So you and could then see behind, up, and they, yeah. they switched his guitar. They put another guitar on him. They oh, toweled yeah. him off a little bit, and then this little elevator took him up. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we were on like the 50-yard line or something like that. It's cool the things you see when you're in those seats that are kind of like behind the stages yep. and stuff like that. Um, when I went to Velvet Revolver, uh, we were kind of like off to the side behind the stage and like uh, Scott Weiland like pretty much fainted on stage. So <laughs> you see the fucking crew, like the roadies come and grab him. 
They drag him to the back, grab a bucket, they like throw <laughs> water on his face, and then like light him roll. a smoke, and then he goes back. <laughs> snap out of it, bud. Snap out of it. Scott, Scott, snap out of it. Um, man, I'd like to say he got better, but damn. Whew. Yeah, man, that's a rough one. Yeah, I was actually at that. I think I was at the 2008 or something. Uh, it was like the it was contraband. the first contraband tour. Yeah. yeah, which I actually thought was a really good record. Fuck, we've um, been to a lot of the same shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure we, we have. find ourselves in the same stadiums many a time. Oh. Yeah, I found that with uh, with Dave too from No Witness. We we figured out that we were at four of the same concerts together, pretty much standing ten feet away from each other before we'd ever met. Oh, that's messed uh, up. It's just like we were because we were talking about mosh pit experiences and stuff like that, and I was like, "Well, I was at this one." And I was like, "Dude, and, I was at and, that and one." Then Dave was telling me how he like always takes his shirt off. I'm like, "I swear to God, you elbowed me in the back." Like, <laughs> I thought you were such a dick back then. I got the fucking scar to show for it. Ready to fight you, man. It's gonna be on. <laughs> Yeah, no, the band's gonna kill me if we keep talking about ACDC. About that fu- oh yeah, <laughs> well, dude, let's, dude. let's get away from ACDC. Uh, hey, what's that? What's that? Real Sickies Cool Club. Yeah, real uh, cool club at realsickies.com and uh, just give us basically your information, your name, your address, and uh, we'll mail you cool stuff. You can I'd sign like, me and Slim up today. I was gonna say yeah. I'd like to be a member. Oh, what were yeah. you gonna say before I cut you off? Just real quick, what about Axel playing for fucking? Oh, Rose for, fucking for, singing for, for ACDC? ACDC? I have I have conflicted feelings about that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just I I fucking I, saw, la- I laughed. Footage. I laughed. I thought it was all right. I'm going I to never, AR and I'm pretty stoked about it. I I like Axel Rose for his voice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. I, I wish you could just take that out and just put it in a better body. Talk I'll about go, a gnarly or, or fall a from grace, person, eh? I just like, I, he's such an, an egotistic. A gnarly well, I'll go, I'll fall go, from grace. I'll go one better for him. I, I think his personality is interesting. <laughs> oh, it's, I don't, it's, it's fascinating. Interesting, he's an it, asshole, but it's, it's an interesting kind of asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, <laughs> I, I'm a big, I'm a big, big GNR guy. Right? Like I got, uh, I got, I think, Floor-ish area. I think it's general admission. Yeah, on the field. I don't know. I know me and Riley are going. I'm, I'm stoked. He's but, like, I got uh, killer seats. Yeah, I mean, I, I've read Slash's book. I'm in the middle oh, of Duff's book. Right read now. Slash's book read twice. Stephen Adler's book is really depressing. I, really? Oh man, Stephen Adler uh, overdosed 27 times. What? Yeah. I didn't know. That. Yeah, I knew he had. A, I knew he fucking went oh, dude, hard. But he holy was, shit, he was so messed up on on heroin that um, he signed away the rights to his royalties for GNR for $2,000. <laughs> he didn't know what he was signing, <laughs> and then his mother got involved and sued the band for uh, I think it was like five million dollars in future royalties so oh, his, shit. His, yeah mom's got involved I'm gonna go fucking snag that book I, I wanted to get the Duff one for sure oh the Duff one's really he's got two now and he's got a TV show based on the book really? so, yeah. I like the heroin diaries a lot by Nikki Six I've read that, that was time. incredible yeah and the dirt read, and the dirt was the dirt I thought the dirt was better because it had the whole band yeah. I really like mixed stuff. some of the fucking stories man I just I, you know when you hear like someone like someone overdosing 27 times it's just like the, the fact that you fucking have possible, to do, like well, the fact persistent. that you have to do that many drugs, you know, and guys like like Keith Richards and Ozzy and, and all of those people, I'm just like Steven Tyler and Joe Perry should be dead for sure. They should they they like, toxic be twins, dead. yeah, be real toxic over. twins, and it's mm-hmm. just like you know, it's like if I took me and all the friends I knew who have ever indulged. And we added up all of our indulgences. That would still be like the slightest fraction of all the drugs that those guys have done. And oh, like, totally. And, and it's just like hardwired so, differently. Well, and they build that. Tolerance and I was like, I don't think you could sure. do oh, yeah. that many drugs now as as a rock star. Like, well, it's the just, drugs the drugs have gotten stronger for a start. And, yeah. Well, and secondly, it's there's only you have to remember that most of the people from that era did die. Right. So it's like, very or true. they're dying. Very true. Guys, they're guys like Lemmy, right? Severely have, fucked have up. Some had some specific body chemistry where they could survive this. Him and Ozzy. If he was and, high on speed, you know, or yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> if there was, you know, those guys were lucky, right? There's some people who, you know, can drink all day, 
and wake up no hangover. I'm not oh, one so of mean, those guys. Dude, it, no, me so neither. we were just hardwired differently, right? Yeah. And yeah, well, I guess you, I'd like to think I've built up a tolerance for most substances well, and, and, and booze. Even, and but even legendary guys like John Bonham, who could drink, mm. like he could hold his liquor. The guy yeah. died with 40 shots of vodka in him. Oh, shit. That's a lot of vodka. I don't, I know. <laughs> just pick, just <laughs> two <laughs> shots of vodka and I actually feel ill. I yeah, hate no. vodka, man. <laughs> that stuff is, <laughs> something about clear alcohol just clears me out. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know, um, like turpentine or paint thinner or something. <laughs> that's, a good, I, I, that's it, a good way to put it. I get, I get a vibe from it that it's not natural. There's no way it should be this clear. Super distilled. Yeah, I, I don't. Plus I don't. anything that my, you my, d- my old man told me about because the, the cure to no hangover. Really? Yeah. Cause I've, I've, I've never heard of that. Yeah, but well, I think, Caesars, fucking but that's, vodka that's Caesars. one of those things like liquor before beer. I think it kind of depends on what you you're eat. You're in the clear. Yeah. Liquor before yeah. beer, you're in the clear. Yeah. I think it depends on what you eat and your body chemistry. Yeah, some people can drink whatever and some people can only drink. Well, how many nights have you been like, how the f- like you wake up like, I don't remember shit, but like, how yeah. the fuck did I get that fucked up off right? of and what oh, I drink? Man. Sometimes it's just like. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, you have two beers and, and you're like just wrecked. I feel hungover. Yeah. You go to town and, and you get like 14 shots of tequila in you and, and impressed. You, you wake up and clean the <laughs> house. Myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with vodka, I don't like anything that you can escape for water on your nightstand. Like when you wake oh, up, dude. if you got because if you got a if you got an old Jack and Coke from last night on your nightstand, you're not picking that up and drinking that. But if you I got, have, if you got a glass of vodka, the warm, <laughs> super piss warm beer sometimes is throwing me off. Ooh, yeah. But the fucking vodka and water, I've definitely done that and hurled on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> No. Your body, <laughs> like, you're your in the body morning, doesn't you're, want that. You're so fucking dehydrated. You take a good swig, dude. The other night, though, we're all like, you realize you got a whole cup sitting around the table, and we we're all out of booze. And there's there's one beer on the table. It's open, and and someone's like, "Oh, whose beer is this?" And everyone's like grabbing their flashlights to see if there's any butts inside or something like that. Oh my, yeah. Dave's just like, "Give me that fucking beer." He just takes a big swig, and he's like. It's fine. <laughs> you oh, know, it's man. just like that. Brave man. Don't drink, kids. Don't drink. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Don't do drugs. That's, that's the Don't best way drink. to avoid a hangover. Yeah, listen to the real sickies. Uh, speaking of which, you want to, should we spin some tunes? Yeah, let's, What? Uh, I'm sure you guys got some other stuff, but I brought, uh, well, I brought some music. I want to play one of your songs. I want to play one of your songs. We got a seven inch coming out. Okay. Uh, it's got two songs on it, so it's like the classic A and B side single. So I love it. Uh, I think the first song we're gonna play is called "Everywhere You Go," and it's sort of like a, a Chuck Berry fifty standard kind of thing. Okay. And, uh, we've been using it as the end song for our set for the nightcap. A good so while. Is there a story behind the song? Um, I don't know. I think the lyrics kind of speak for itself. A lot of the a lot of the songs are sort of. Uh, almost uh, like love songs in yeah. a way, uh, but they come from a really twisted kind of perspective. In in the way that like you know the Buzzcocks and you know those kind of bands have. Mm. Um, so it's more of just like this guy, or or I guess girl, however you want to interpret it, who's super enamored with this other person, and, and it just basically. You know, you never want to uh, be away from them. You, you get that sort of clingy vibe, and and you're you're desperately trying not to be clingy, but you know you want to you want to constantly be everywhere they go. <laughs> I like that's, it. That's the, yeah. the cheesy radio old, intro that I can give. Age for old tale. I hadn't prepared anything. Like I said, I didn't do my homework. Oh, that's fantastic. We have that's a okay. convince problem, and we don't do our homework. <laughs> yeah. Dude, neither do we. Bad neither, students. Neither do I. We usually have an assistant who's like here, like here's the songs you're gonna play on the show today. And <laughs> oh yeah, no, we uh, Kenny was awesome for that when we were doing punk rock. <laughs> All right, well this is everywhere. Everywhere we go. Uh, everywhere you go. Everywhere you go by the real sickies on the Scott Love and Slim Jones show here on GRadio.ca. We will be right back.
fuck, I'm just a gift. All right. We're, well, we're back. We're back. Uh, on the uh, Scott Love and Slim Jones show here on gradio.ca, presented by Shellshock420. For all of your cannabis culture needs, visit shellshock420.com. Got to do the promo shoutouts because those guys are awesome. And get tickets to the hip-hop show. And you can get tickets to our hip-hop show Friday, April 14th. Going down at the needle, sitting down today in studio with Evan Hughes from The Real Sickies and like... A hundred bands. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's like two now. It's under yeah. ten now, I think. Yeah, it, 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 that's at awesome. The, at the at the apex, if you want to call it that, it was four bands at once. So yeah, that's it's not too bad. I think Ben's only, in six. So ooh, yeah, I think I think like it's Newberry. A jam night. Newberry it's, was in like ten bands at one time. I swear, like there's well, I you know, actually, I was just like, how do you have time for that? <laughs> I I couldn't give you the full list of a the bands Ben has been in or the bands that Ben is currently. It's it's there's so many. I find it difficult to keep track. I know there's been like there's the Ben disaster like his 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 thing right and then there's thick lines and then he's hosting this is pop on CJSR which is like a, it's a really cool eclectic show he's got um, he's got wild taste in music man like this guy has one of the coolest record collections I've ever seen really and, oh yeah like we were we were sitting around and like one minute he's playing you know this cool uh, Ben, ben? Like, Ron X yeah like Ben disaster th- like uh, oh god I'm trying to uh, he was in Let's Dance and. Uh, man, it's it's the list is is long, extensive, extensive. Like I said, I, I feel like <sighs> I feel like I didn't do my homework here, but yeah, like you know, one minute you're listening to the Ronettes with the guy, and the next minute he puts like uh, you know the monks on or something like that. Ah, oh, man, it's too bad we couldn't play drugs in my pocket. <laughs> man, I love that. Do you, do you have <laughs> drugs in your pocket? Do I have drugs in my pocket? I win one of them. I'm almost certain. <laughs> You got a lot of pockets. Dig around that's for, that's, for the, Dig around that's for the post show show. I'm totally well, when I got when I get stopped by a cop. That's my default answer because I don't actually know. Not like, but right now. But I'd rather yeah. I'd rather say yes and not have drugs <laughs> yeah, than say no and case. have drugs. <laughs> Preemptive not, yes. Not, that's, a, that's a pleasant surprise for a cop rather than oh you fucking lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> they hate it when you lie. They're like girl. Yeah, what's up with bad. that? <laughs> Sneaky buttholes. And Newberry, by the way, I, I love <laughs> you. You play in as many bands as you want, big guy. You're, oh, man, Newberry's. Yeah, if we're, if we're going to talk about people with really long CVs, that dude has been in many a band. Right? And he's Killer crazy. Drummer. Yeah, he, I'm he's pretty sure he's like, a, uh, what, you could say, uh, making a living off music at this oh, point. I would say so. Like yeah. I, him Veterans and, him of and the Darren Chuka, for sure, I think. Or hope, Just, I hope they're not. Those guys give me hope, right? Like They make me think that you know one day I'll be able to do this for a job. Right? You know, you know it, it's hey, awesome to see people. Just enough to live comfortably, this, right? Just yeah. enough to live comfortably. If we can do this for a job, we imagine getting oh. paid for the show. My God. Forget oh, about that it. Is the the Forget about it. I think we got to get more people to listen. So share this around with oh, all no, your friends. Oh, no, I totally will. <laughs> I, 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 I feel your pain, man. When we were, when we were doing this podcast, it cost us $5 a month to do it. So we were oh, actually, oh, yeah, it cost me more than that. For but, sure. Yeah, it pays should, off. I guess I should get back to it. Right on. Well, let's talk about the band. Yeah, uh, Real Sickies, because, I mean, obviously, we like to get weird and talk life. But, you know, when you got a guest in, get, you might as well pro- promote your shit a little well, bit. Big show. Big I got to do, do the work of And, of and you guys got a, 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 a massive <laughs> Carry the gig, weight well. Massive gig coming up this weekend. This is a big one. This is, I would say, in the top three biggest shows that we've ever played. Uh, we're going to be opening for The Real Mackenzies. Uh, they've got a new album that's out right now on Stomp Records and Fat Rec in uh, the states and that's like that's a big one for me personally uh i have huge respect for fat records and fat oh, mike specifically fuck yeah so opening for Dude. chicks dig it was just like a really cool thing just like having uh having to share the, or getting to share the stage rather with with a band who's on fat is just that's a 
been around. It's a feather in the cap, you know? Uh, it's, it's one of those things that um, lends an air of credibility. Like, I guess if you were, like, a metal guy, right? Like, you're playing with a band that's on Metal Blade, right? Mm. Like, there's there's that kind of, man. God, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> you want to you perform right. Like, you know, you want to uh, you want to impress the band, and you kind of have this hope in the back of your head that they're going to go back to the label and, and sing your praises. And, oh, man, you got to these guys right? are so yeah. good. Here's their city. One day, yeah. Well, I mean, like, Gene Simmons discovered Van Halen. Right. Like, not a lot of people know that. And he actually that's signed, crazy. He signed a contract with them. And uh, was going to put out their record, and then he didn't really know kind of what to do with them in the studio. And then Warner Brothers took interest, and he basically said, "Look, you guys should just go for it." And he ripped up the contract for him and let him go. Wow! So good guy. The rest Simmons. is history. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Well, the rest is history. I think he. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he puts, it he puts the trademark on it. You're not allowed to just if you if you talk about Gene Simmons, it's not actually history anymore. It's like the Aerosmith Cover story. Trademark. They were like just discovered in some random dive bar. Oh yeah. And uh, just Nip playing Muck, open mic or well, whatever. Their first show was at Nipmuck High. Which just sounds so pedestrian. <laughs> my buddy's my buddy's mom actually uh, the Guess Who played at her high school grad. No way. I mean, that's, Love uh, the Guess Who. Totally, man. Great, anyway, great, uh, great Canadian band. Yeah, let's let's. So, yeah, real Mackenzie's. Back on topic. Uh, Saturday, March eighteenth at the Starlight Room. At the Starlight Room, uh, you can get advanced tickets at Concert Works and Blackbird, uh, and we're gonna be playing with the Isotopes. Uh, and Let's you guys, are, mm-hmm. you guys are Simpsons fans. You'll get the, mm-hmm. the reference there. Oh, yeah, I love that, they, Dude, they do the baseball vibe, too. Like, they, they're yeah. they punk all rock, their promo, baseball club. Yeah, oh, yeah, love all their it. promo shots. I love, love it. it. And, and they've got, a, like, a real kind of ramones sound. So we've, we've got a sort of a musical kinship with those guys, for sure. Dude, That's it's awesome. going to be a fucking unreal show. <laughs> and, uh, of course, us and uh, the Territories. And I'm not super familiar with those guys, but uh, I'm I don't, sure I don't know them either. If they actually. got on the bill, they must be, I figure, well, at least as good as us. So. Well, it, <laughs> I don't jo- know how good I, that is. I don't think John books crappy band. No, so. and that's another thing is, is that, uh, you know, I, I should totally lend a shout-out to um, to JFK because he's, he's booked us on a lot of really killer stuff, and he's always gone out of his way Dude, to kills get us it. good shows. And kills it as always. Uh, man, it's... I love that man. I owe, yeah. the, guy, I owe the guy yeah. a beer at the, at the very least. John, John, you beautiful son of a bitch. We, we actually, we <laughs> come on the show. coming on the show. We actually went to the same elementary school. Really? Oh yeah. No shit. Yeah, back in back in the old St. Albert. What elementary school did you guys uh, go to? Sir Alexander Mackenzie. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I'm outing him now. Like it's like. No, I don't no. want <laughs> to expose his past. People. Are Everyone knows for. how old John is. <laughs> yeah, the dude's a, the dude's a legend in this scene, right? Like he's he's just. Wouldn't be nice wouldn't be Edmonton without him. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I know me and Slimmer, I think, pretty much coming for sure. Yeah. All right, right, right Chuck? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We got, uh, we got the Palomino uh, on April 28th. I don't, I uh, haven't been able to find an event page, so I'm not sure what bands are on that, but Palomino is always great. Dude, such a island and those guys. I, I love how like it's like upstairs, the restaurant, and then you just go downstairs. It's that. Oh, yeah. And, and the meals. Basement venue. Killer. Oh, dude. Legendary Best venue. Philly so cheesesteak sandwich I've ever had in my entire no life. No I shit. Like their pulled Legit. Pork oh, <sighs> goddamn. Mm. It's, it's just a cool vibe. I love all the symbols and uh, all the. Like I, I, I love the I love venues and the history, man. Like, I'll play anywhere just to play. I don't care if it's like 10 people or, you know, like 1,000 people, but. Um, if I'm getting free booze, that's great. If I'm getting free food, that's a whole nother level. Right? <laughs> whole other realm. You you get to play Never a show happy, on a full stomach? What? And then possibly puke all that up later? Oh, dude. <laughs> Walking well, in I've the had, food I've had spread. Some bad experiences with Chicago Pizza next to the Starlight Room, where like where I've had to be like basically pulled out of the bathroom stall to get on stage. I think we've all been there. It's rough. <laughs> it's delicious food. It's just don't eat it before you go on stage. But yeah, last time uh, for me, like the Palomino's kind of my like. Uh, 
uh, Clubber Lang, if you will. Like yep. he defeated me last time. <laughs> Clubber and, Lang. And it, uh, I love that. That it, is so awesome. It threatened to have carnal relations with Adrian. I was super pissed. <laughs> Let me take you home show you what a real man feels like. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I got I, I got Mr. Teed in Rocky Three by Palomino. Like literally, I actually almost got knocked unconscious. I uh, I got a concussion. We were staying in a four star hotel, um, and th- that's that. It's, there's a novel about that in itself. But basically, six hundred dollar room. Stage? Uh, no, no, this was totally after the show. Oh, this was at the hotel. <laughs> Where you got the concussion? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we were uh, we were staying at the Hyatt Regency. Uh, so it's four stars, six hundred dollar room, right? Right. We managed, managed to weasel our way into this place. We should. We didn't belong there. But uh, I don't know. I was kind of. I wasn't in the most social mood. I guess I just wanted to hang out after the show. So I decided to uh, decided to indulge in some herbal supplements, if you will. Of course. And uh, of course, the windows Been in the known hotel to do that myself. room didn't open. So <laughs> I decided, you know what? No, it's good. I, I, I paid $30 for parking. So I'm going to go down to the parking garage. Yep. I'm going to hang out there. And uh, so I got out of the elevator and I stepped out. And I see all these security cameras. And um, I'm a big fan of like Metal Gear Solid and like, you know, like stealth video games. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was going to go like full spy slash ninja and, and like, you know, dive and duck in between cars and do little tuck rolls and stuff like that. So, so you got to get out of your system. Oh, totally, man. I, this was like my moment. I trained for this my whole life. So I, you know, I, I for this my whole. I, I ninja myself in between this. It was like an oil rig truck and something else. And I'm under this this massive vent, you know, the hotel's ventilation system or whatever. So I, uh, I, I do my my filthy illegal deed, and uh, I decide, okay, well. You know, I could just walk back to to my room because you know the cameras aren't going to see me do anything. But it's way more fun if I decide to do the spy thing again, and I'm going to spy my way back into the elevator and avoid all these cameras. So I'm jumping in between cars and I'm doing the tuck and roll stuff again, and I'm doing this like low, you know, very professional military run. I think my form was really good, um, but I wasn't looking where I was going, and and the and the vent had started to to sort of descend on a 45 degree angle and was getting lower and lower by the inch and it was connected by this like long thick kind of iron strip with two giant uh bolts stuck through it and so i'm running straight and then suddenly everything goes black and (laughs) i go down and i i I was out for maybe like half a second and i came to and it was just this intense intense head pain and i couldn't stop saying fuck over and over again (laughs) And I'm lying on the ground, and, and I start feeling my head, like feeling the top of my skull, because it's just killing. It feels like I cracked my head open, right? And there's there's no blood, but suddenly I'm like, I'm sweating profusely. Like, my face is drenched that's in a sweat. Good, that's a major concussion. Oh, dude, I was, I, I thought I was going to faint. And I was, <laughs> so I, 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 I crawled out in from out of the cars. The camera, anybody watching the cameras must have just been wrecking themselves Gold. laughing. Gold. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, you know, blindly crawling this sweating mass of, of idiot just crawling into the stairwell <laughs> and then i then i d- decide to almost faint again and so i'm leaned up against the wall and i'm thinking okay i left my phone in the hotel room the guys are at the bar across the street there's no cameras in the stairwell if i pass out this is where i will be found <laughs> days from now so i you know i pulled the whole iron will thing right and like you know stayed my my strength to, to get back up and i got in the first elevator Got to the lobby, and then I got to get in the second elevator because this hotel's too goddamn fancy for its own good. <laughs> and I got to wa- I got to walk from the from the parking lot elevator to the lobby elevator, and I'm I'm trying to avoid the the, the bell guys and stuff because I look you know I look Disheveled. like I've been sitting in the sauna with my clothes on and I'm pale as a ghost. 
Did you hurl from it? Uh, I felt like I was going to. I've hurled from a fucking I, I got, massive I, I concussion. I got really close. I was thinking about not sleeping. But I was going to say, can't sleep. Yeah. Oh, man, it gets worse because I got in the elevator on the way up to like the 19th floor, right? <laughs> Had a great view of the Calgary Towers. Fantastic. Breakfast buffet was a little bit shit, but I fucking, I passed out. I didn't quite pass out, but I was on the ground on my back on the whole elevator ride. So I finally got out, <laughs> rinsed myself off, and I, I lay in bed, and I'm like, well, I don't want to fall asleep because I don't want to fall in a coma or anything. So I'm watching TV, and there's a knock on the door, and it's it's Todd and his girlfriend, and uh, they need the hotel key because they're going to go downstairs to the parking lot too. And I'm thinking, avoid the vents. Avoid <laughs> the vent. <laughs> and, uh, Mind your head. I didn't. I didn't want to tell them. Right. I was, I was embarrassed. Right. I didn't want to be like, "Hey, I'm an idiot." I'm pretty sure I just cracked my fucking skull open. <laughs> so I put my hat on and I just put the covers up and I gave them the key and they left or whatever. So the guys come back in an hour later and they're all like snoring, like they're sleeping, you know, like in unison. It was like a, a symphony. So I went up to like the 24th floor and I did like 10 laps in the pool. And like ran the elliptical machine for like two hours, and I was like, "It's better than sleep. Not going into a coma if I just keep running." It was oh man, it was really bad. And uh, oh so the next morning, I, I can sh- beat it. I can beat it. It was like a four-inch <laughs> gash in the top of my head the next morning, and so yeah, just showed it to the guys, and you know, so yeah, imagine Palomino. See, imagine seeing that video. I'm coming for you, Apollo. Yeah. Or no, wait. It's, and you're gonna it's win clubber. this time, Clubber. Clubber. Well, yeah. if, if Rocky, if Rocky statistics are, are correct, uh, the second fight should go more in my favor. Yeah. Right. The Russian, I like number four. Before break you, you can appreciate <laughs> success. Yeah, you have to acknowledge defeat, uh, or, or loss of. Oh, there was no, there was no misconception that the, the event won. Oh, absolutely! I wasn't. I wasn't debating that I at all. A, I went back. I went back the next day and I took a photo of the event just because piece, piece of my scalp still on it. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> one, it's, it's like you know, like the reverse of a trophy. Like instead of having the buck's head, like I can just show you the scar where it like pierced me and then ran away because yeah. I, I didn't even hit the motherfucker. <laughs> That's why I don't hunt. <laughs> it's not just it's not just morals. I would just I would botch it up really bad and get gored by some sort of wild beast. <laughs> but okay, now I'm gonna get back, gonna get back to this. Okay. I'm doing a terrible That's job. Good stuff. I blame I blame the I blame the healthy supply of, of rum yeah. and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, of course. Rum and of beer. Course. And of course. One we bourbon, did. one scotch, one <laughs> etc. Uh, all right, so we're at Palomino, May twelfth. Or sorry, April twenty eighth, and then May twelfth, we're at the Needle. Uh, the Raygun Cowboys are doing their uh, CD release. I'm. Also That's a pretty huge sure. show. Those guys play like what once, twice a year. So yeah, it's usually pretty big for a release or something. They're a big deal. I, I kind of like same sense of sort of uh, like Death Toll Rising. Like yeah. When they do a show, it's an event. Yeah. So uh, and I've always I've always everyone comes out of the woodworks. Um, I think you can overplay a market. For Absolutely, one hundred percent. So it's it's really cool to see a band that only plays once in a while and they make a big deal out of it. Edmonton staple, right? Like oh, Edmonton. totally. Yeah. I mean, there's there's bands that have. Uh, I think not just because of how long they've been doing it, but just how well they do it. Yeah. That that you sort of get uh, like a place cemented. Like, uh, you know, Death Toll's been gone for man, but five six years. People still talk. Any about Death of you Toll. guys are listening, or just Death Toll, uh, Dead Jesus. That's oh yeah, thinking. but Death Toll hasn't played in like three years. Either, Death Toll right? hasn't played much, and, and and whenever they do something, it <sighs> is like all anyone can talk about in the city for like three weeks, and that's so cool. That's. Yeah, that's what you want. Dude, that's we, the fucking dream. Do you dream. remember the uh, it was show we did in the studio? It was like Death Toll Rising, Quietus, oh. Fuckered, and uh, oh man, I can't remember. It was like one of the heaviest shows. Is that Bogue Brigade I've on that? Ever. Bogue actually might have been I on that as well. That sounds really fucking funny. Oh, I think it was, I think man, it was man, a it was Jack like, Affair. Yeah, it was a Jack Affair. Oh, man. <laughs> 
You know, I, I, I was just thinking in the shower. I've never met a jack I didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're always they're no, they're really cool guys. And they're they're all know, great dudes. I I I've I've been lucky enough to spend uh you know a few a few conversations with with Mike Jack, who's you know of course uh, uh fuckered, and he's got a couple of of secret projects that I I, I probably shouldn't take out of the bag uh, but of course one of the also, uh Dick abortions. abortions right yeah mm-hmm. a less a less secret project that he absolutely was i'm excited to hear secrets from him though i i, I love oh yeah he's, he well, puts he's, his hand on something so yeah if, if, if he's on your face he, he releases tracks and like snippets from stuff he's working on every now and again and he's like he's hooked up with curtis from uh from fuckered and that guy is just a machine on the drums so Two of them together is going to be super excited. That's dope. But uh, I suppose I should plug my own band. Uh, like I said, we got we got those shows coming up. Uh, okay, so yeah, to recap, uh, March 18th, this Saturday, Real Sickies. Real Sickies. Real McKenzie's. Isotopes. Isotopes Territories. Territories. Starlight Room. Should Insane. be there. Tickets. Get them all over the place. My mom might even be there. I, yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'll say hi to her. Yeah, no, totally. It's going to be... Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be. She doesn't come to a lot of my shows. She's... Uh, yeah, I love my parents are hugely supportive, but they... Can't make them all. You know, uh, I, I make a lot of my, my, a lot of aggressive. My thing with my parents music, would come so. to shows. <laughs> I would tell them I would sell them tickets, but I would never tell them what time I was playing. Ah, yeah, so show up, smart. <laughs> they'd show up, yeah, and then they'd be like, "Oh, what time are you on?" I was like, uh, "It's weird. Like we had to work something around with the set list, and uh, it, uh, we're playing last, twelve thirty. Okay, you're you're gonna stick around, exactly. right? <laughs> Stay for all Just of get the shittered. Band. Support the scene. Yeah, but go uh, on, hi, mom." Yeah, this no, one's I mean, for you. Yeah, plug. Um, well, yeah, you got. So, so I guess. I mean, I guess to recap, I guess we got. So there's the Cool Club. If you want to head down to yeah, uh, Cool Club, Cool Club. We're now members. Me and Slim. You guys just uh, we got our. I don't know if you guys are number seven or eight or. I haven't figured it out, but like I said, you get access to uh, exclusive merchandise, exclusive covers, and new tracks that we're working on, uh, and we're working on like irregular merchandise. Like I mean, we're a band that's already put out two cassette tapes. Like we've got the EP cassette that's four songs we've got the uh main album which is like the, the full album on cassette then hopefully in the summer it'll be on vinyl and then once we finish the second record we're hoping that that uh gets out soon and uh yeah it's just we're, we're hoping to continue on the success of last year so keep nice. the train rolling you could definitely expect more we'll uh we'll, train we'll put that on our our twitter because we got one of those too oh, uh, i love twat underscore jones underscore show if you guys twat or whatnot i'm a bit of a twit yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you want to you want to you had something else you wanted to oh. show some love to? Is that what you said? No, no. I oh, was oh, did we do it? I? I don't know. We might find okay. it. Okay, everywhere. Maybe. Let's play everywhere. Music. Uh, everywhere. We're gonna play Oldbury. Uh, Slim, what's this track called? Oldbury. Uh, Bentigan. 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 I think it's called Bentigan. 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 Like name of a town. I think so. Yeah. Bentigan. Sounds like ben- a breakfast. Bentigan. Oh, Bentigan. Not Bent again. Oh, Bent again. It's two. It's two words. No, one word. One word. I think it's a town. Dude, just, it sounds like a breakfast ben, place. This is Oldbury. Uh, We're just uh, going to bed. Love it. <laughs> Slim Joe Show. Thanks, Benny. <laughs> Gradio.ca. We'll be right back. Out in the country, holy way. A crazy place that we love to play. Created just for music, fun, and friends. They've got the booze, the sand, the stage. And you never, ever have to act your age. And everybody's getting bands again. Rock and roll, rock and roll, that's what really saved my soul. Rock and roll, rock and roll all the day. I can make it up all night, cause that feeling's up so right. Rock and roll, rock and roll is in my veins. Halfway through the smoking set, Jagermeister and cigarettes. 
sight Can't wait for May, we're going back there then Spend weekends with all the friends No worries and no consequence Brown array, the boys in band again Rock and roll, rock and roll Yeah, yeah. No, hold on. Say that again. That was really good. Oh, keep going. oh really? Yeah. really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. thought there was going to be more songs, like that would be like a block of songs or something. Oh, you want to do what? No, no we, what, you, what, you what, passed keep, me. Keep chatting. And then we'll <laughs> am, I, am I audible right now? Is this, is this thing on? Oh, yeah, oh, you're on. You're live. Because you passed me a, a Mickey of rum here. Oh, yeah, you're allowed to do that on the air. I feel like we've upped the stakes a little bit because we started off with beer now. Dude, we're starting to warm up. You know what I mean? We're hitting our stride. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, we were just talking about, I guess, you know, people's beliefs and stuff and yeah and i guess before before i i say anything i want to preface that uh my views do not necessarily reflect the views of the real sickies okay the commentary expressed herein does not not reflect uh the views of uh 20th century fox and its affiliates um i was just saying that you know if 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 you're a christian you're an atheist with respect to every other religion right you don't believe in hinduism you don't believe in judaism you don't believe the other stuff right right so so a full-on atheist is basically just taking the next step and, and just removing the last religion, right? Most people would say that Scientology is ridiculous because it's ridiculous. It is. It, it is written by a science fiction writer it, in the eighties. Is it any more ridiculous than Mormonism? Not particularly. No. Not if you ask me. There's a lot of people who would disagree Jehovah, with that, and I know. think they're entitled to that belief. But but for for if you sign up for one of these religions, you're basically saying that you know I, I I've signed up for Team Christ or, or whatever. You, right. This, I think this guy's the right one. Yeah. Right. Team so, John. Team Christ. Yeah. So that, and there's an old uh, there's an old uh, a philosophical argument called Pascal's Wager, where they bas- where he basically says, "What if you're wrong, right? So, so as an atheist, what what if 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 you go your whole life not believing in God and, and not enter letting Jesus enter your heart and you don't repent, and then what if the it turns end- out what if it turns out he's real and you and you just shot yourself in the foot, right? So wouldn't it be a, just a safe bet just to be a Christian just in case?" Right, but then, Fuck but this. then you live your life by all these guidelines and this set right. of rules for again. What if you're right? The but set, and, and the other thing is again, what if you're right? And and what if you pick the wrong religion? What if you decide to be Christian again because of Pascal's wager, assuming that you know what if you're wrong? Right. But it turns out that the 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 eight or nine Hindu gods are mm-hmm. actually. The, the creators of the universe right. then you're in trouble as, and, as per usual I can equate shit like this like philosophy to South Park the yep. South Park episode when a bunch of them get killed and they go to hell and then they're like well what what like what was the right religion Mormon Mormon was the correct answer yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mormon the Mormon. correct answer was Mormon oh I've, yeah there's, there's been tons of Rowan Atkinson used to do a one man show where, where he played the devil and, and guy's a genius of, oh totally I love he Rowan Atkinson crosses man. everybody into hell and he goes yeah sorry the Jews were right <laughs> <laughs> 
but again, brilliant. But again, I, I think uh, like John Lennon said, you know, whatever gets you through the night, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if if Christianity or Hinduism or Taoism, Buddhism, Jainism, whatever, whatever ism mm-hmm. uh, gives you some peace with your mortality or makes you feel like you're a more moral person or or inspires you to be charitable, right? I think that's all good stuff. But where it becomes divisive and well, that's when you start shoving it down my start, throat. Yeah, but if you start using that as methods of, of power and ways to control people, yeah. right? How many how many wars are, are fought in the name of God? And and especially with the United States, I find that like they are so uh, would, it, would it be Christian like pro like it's just uh, every, it's, you know uh, make God a, a save every like presidential speech off. seems to just like sort of you know uh, in the United States atheists represent I think as much as twenty percent of the population now, which is mm-hmm. is huge. That's a, but and we don't I think that there's one senator. Who is uh, an outed atheist? He's out of the closet. I was always curious, so that's like, cool. really, like, super, super religious people kind of like they creep me out. I'll be honest, like, they really. I mean, it's just that's just. <laughs> I mean that in the. I, like, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you. Like, that we probably not creep sarcastic. them out, right? You know, yeah. with our customs and ways of living and and thought process and stuff like that. But just to like blindly give yourself over to something completely 100. percent If if it's that's your fucking big team and by well, all means, like you said, by all means, but I don't just. Well, I've had I've had spiritual right? I've had spiritual experiences, and I and I've thought about converting to religion, and and it is it is an amazing feeling to feel like the, that you're you're sort of looked after. Of course, like this, of course, that's very comforting, life. right? Just to know that there's and something I other under, than I can understand the experience of like when people say, "Oh, I saw God," or yeah. I or I talked to God. I can I can relate to that oh, yeah. through my own like spiritual growth and 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 experience and stuff like that. Um, and my thing has always been too. It's just like because. You know, I was kind of grown up like traditional, like Orthodox, Lutheran, Christian sort of went like that. And then it was like, oh, that's the heavy shit. Huh? Up to 16. <laughs> and then uh, we started going to a different church. And then one day my mom asked me, she gave me the choice. Do you want to go or not? And I, and I, and I said, no, I, I don't. I yeah. don't want to go. This was shortly after I watched Zeitgeist, I think. But <laughs> what was, it, but was that based? Was that based on you just didn't want to get up early on Sunday? Or was it? So you just, I think you it just was just like I I found because I had. Were you baptized? Yeah, uh, when I was a child. Yeah. Were you baptized? No, no me neither. <laughs> so. I was never baptized, and like I've never, pops and mom never just yeah. they let me I figure had it ac- out myself, I had man. To which I absolutely thank you for that. Oh, like, yeah. totally. Let I mean, me figure I, it out my own it way. It should be right? your own choice, right? And I think yeah. that was my thing. Is like when I was growing up and going through my own struggles. Parents recently got divorced. I like took time to try and confide in God, and I just found. Either then, the dude wasn't listening or it wasn't working for me. So I was like, yeah. who, who's going to change how I feel about my life? I am. I'm going to make that choice. I got the free will anyways, right? Or whatever. And, and, well, so. exactly. And I, I think that's, I think everybody has that choice to make for themselves, whether it's you choose what religion you're going to be or if you choose not to be religious at all. But yeah, no, for me, I was, I was raised, uh, my mom is very open to Eastern philosophy and, and stuff like that. And actually to a point, so is my dad, but he's a lot more logical and scientific. We have a lot of discussions about quantum mechanics and string theory. Oh, buddy, so we could spend a whole other episode so talking I, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, kind of both sides of the coin Bit of a there. balance, yeah. And, and of course, uh, my mom had a lot of Muslim coworkers, so I had an English copy of the Quran in the house. I had Bibles. Did you read it? Uh, yeah, I've read through it. Uh, Does anywhere in there say that you must behead disbelievers? Uh, you shall smite the necks of the infidels. Yeah, it's in there. You shall smite the. You next. shall smite the necks of the infidels. Okay. Uh, well, it depends on the translation. You have to understand a lot of this stuff was translated from, uh, you know, uh, Aramaic two thousand years ago into seventeen hundred telef- languages. It's the telephone game, right? It kind of uh, gets exactly. Yeah. The, the telephone game is a perfect analogy yeah. for that. And and a lot of times it was, uh, especially within in terms of Christianity, changed over the course of centuries by kings oh, who oh. who was like, well, I don't like this page. Yeah, yeah no. The, well, imagine how many slaves. Like, I don't how many Bibles been be written written so many times to like 
co- uh, coincide with like yeah. modern science and everything like that. Well, and, and that's the thing. I, I think the the point that that, that stuck for me is is, uh, is an argument that Sam Harris makes is that there's um, there's a lot of explanations for the how the world works that that were religious explanations like where the sun goes at night and stuff like that that uh, were replaced by better scientific explanations over time. There are no scientific explanations of how the world works that were replaced by better religious explanations. Right. That has yet to happen. And I'm I would look forward to that and I would be supportive if it happened. Did you watch um Bill Nye's debate with um Ken Ham? Oh, yes. Oh. Man, was, I just like and I, and I'm just like I'm wondering and it's just like that <laughs> yeah, that to much. me is just it's blind blatant ignorance you're not even listening to the other side of the argument because you are so you've got, you've got a book <laughs> you've got a book and it's written for you or whatever and uh no, ken ham is a special kind of stupid i uh that was a long okay, two hours but the problem is this special kind of stupid Painful. is like infectiously spreading hugely powerful all over the world like uh, oh, I'm, you I'm, had some famous nba basketball player tweet the other day about the earth being flat and now his 97 million followers all think the earth is flat all of a sudden they've been lying to us this entire time it's fake yeah like, we get you, we get dude, to have that argument that we solved in the 1600s again. oh my I'm god excited. like it's just like do you, do you look up in the sky do you see the moon is it flat is it round like you know we've we've <laughs> flown we've flown planes around the motherfucker right yeah. like if you, if you fly <laughs> if you get if you go to if you go to YEG right now yeah. and, and get on a plane and fly straight and assuming you've got enough fuel and you don't crash, yeah. if you keep flying straight, you're going to end up back where you started. In Edmonton. Yeah. That's not possible on a flat surface. <laughs> no, because eventually there would have to be an end. I feel like that's that. the end of the discussion. <laughs> any, any other piece of evidence <laughs> like you have. I actually. Get in a plane and fly somewhere until you come back to your destination. And you know what? Worst, case scenario, <laughs> worst case scenario, if that guy's right and the earth is flat, he's just going to fly away from you forever and you never have to talk to him again. Yeah. <laughs> Sail off the edge of the world. Yeah, all of you flat earth guys, just get on a plane and fly straight for as long as Sail, you can. Sail, fly, whatever you want. Yep. Preferred mode of transportation, please take it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just like NASA, they're lying. You know, all those well, all those telescope pictures, they're they're wrong. But that's <laughs> but that's the problem, sir, is is where we're at a we're at a state in the world where you can't uh people can't agree on basic facts. Like we can't even base we can't even agree on what the basic shape of the goddamn planet is. Right. Everyone's like, so fucking sensitive. I've and you know what that. the worst part is? I I saw a tweet once. There are flat earthers all around the globe. <laughs> The fuck does I that? honestly didn't think they still existed, but I assumed that was satire. I hope oh, it is. That's, a, it is, that's a clever me, joke. It's a little naive of me to think that they don't exist. The flatters. Oh, oh, dude, no, this oh, no. is totally and, absolutely. And, uh, generous of you. Find, it's generous of yeah. you. I like but, that but you flat, have that much faith in the, humanity. The flat earthers. I find that the flat earth and the uh, crena- creationists usually go hand in hand. Like they're usually they. Share oh, there's the, there's a lot of overlap should, in that Venn diagram. Write a song yeah. about the flat earth. Well, and, and of course, once you start once you start denying one level of science you start denying all levels of science right and that's and that's dangerous especially with the trump administration where you've got uh scientists who aren't allowed to publish their findings yeah. until the the findings are approved by the white house right. and that's uh, that's like a fucking dangerous. committee right a committee and, of yeah. like businessmen that if it's in their best interest yeah, that worries me mm. yeah well and then you know it's like you said it's, it's not even really trump that like grinds it mike pence i think is the scary one in this duo of situations oh he's, my, it's all about he's Steve a Bannon ho- for me homophobic flat earthing like he just like uh, he's yeah. so 
off the freaking man. <laughs> the guy believes conversion therapy is a is a valid thing. It's what's basically where you electrocute gay people into not being gay anymore. He's he's a profoundly stupid ass. Reminiscent asshole. of and MK Ultra experiments. Yeah. Whispering oh, into the fuck, ear of the president right? like <laughs> You know you heard of Naomi Klein? You probably know Naomi Klein. Uh the name's really? familiar. I know there was a amazing counterculture writer. Okay. She did the shock doctrine and no logo. No logo was her big famous win. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I've heard I've heard the title for sure. Fan fucking tastic books, man. Amazing counterculture stuff. I th- I think I let you. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I'm uh, about to dive into that. But yeah, before we get too crazy down that rabbit hole, you know, regardless of what you believe, I've always said I don't really care what you, what you believe. But as soon as you, like I said, you use that as power to control yeah. people, or it you've segregated yourself to thinking that you're better yeah. than someone else, or or you're hurting people for no reason because of your religion. Absolutely. That, that, that's it just down religious to me. And, and like, uh, I, I always found, uh, well, at least most recently, that if I was to side, because I don't bl- believe I'm truly like an atheist, I do believe in some sort of higher power or yeah. energy. My, my kind of theory energy, is just like, that would, that would, yeah, there's that this would, rift, right? There's a rift of energy. Spiritual when you die, but not religious. You get thrown back in the rift and then someday the universe will pluck you out of the rift again and maybe you're a tree sure. or whatever, right? But your your energy is recycled and, and, and that could be like uh, how people recognize the soul or whatever. It's just as valid as um, any theory we've got now. If right? I would relate to really any religion, I think I'd relate closer to Buddhism. Well, totally because it's more about a, a, a belief system of just how to live your life peacefully I've and, read and many. onto other it's not about worshipping any one individual or idol like I've read a ton of the Dalai Lama books and he's he's an amazing soul man Buddha yeah. was just a, a big loving man who and there's a there's a bunch of Buddhas over there a- abs- absolutely yeah, yeah no, there, was, totally. there wasn't just one but yeah but in, but in the sense of the, this whole where we can't agree on, on facts thing right like it, it's this idea that well oh that's just my opinion right and it's like well your opinion is, is well, that's that, just like your opinion I, how are, like how are we gonna solve climate change for instance when half of the people don't agree that it's even a problem yeah. right I right? Mean, how can we get on board so there's a there's actually a quote that uh, kind of oh I love this that's, uh, there's an old science fiction writer named Isaac Asimov he wrote uh, I robot and uh, a lot of this stuff. Okay, if cool. If you ever saw I robot, I, it's, uh, Will Smith. it's not super. Yeah, yeah. Not su- I love that movie. It's based on a book of his. It's not super accurate to the book, but it's the same basic concept, mm-hmm. right? The, the three laws of robotics. He's actually yep. the guy who invented the three laws of robotics, which is a huge sci-fi concept. But anyway, uh, the quote goes: uh, the strain, um, the strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life. Nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. <laughs> and that's and, and this idea that, okay, I don't believe climate change is real because I just don't want to is as, is as valid a proposition as here is 200 peer-reviewed scientific documents studying you know all of the temperature records that we have from everywhere and like every Proving piece it over of evidence over. that we have, right? That's yeah. a more compelling argument. And it should be treated that way. And, and partially the media is to blame. For, for the fact that they they treat it like it's just an equal debate absolutely when it when it's clearly not like well, there's a reason we don't teach creationism in schools yeah. there's a lot more evidence for evolution well uh, absolutely and and uh, everything is backed by by fact research and and math yep. the ultimate universal language obviously besides music so it's like you have all of these theories and stuff like that but it's just like exactly it's like you can alter someone's opinion or point of view you can't alter the facts of yeah. the way things just are. Right? You, really can't, good, you can't change that. That's There's a really good quote by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, says, yeah. uh, um, the benefit of science is that it's true no matter what, if you believe it or not. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, that's also true uh, of religious things, right? If, uh, if God exists, it doesn't matter whether or not I have any interest in him, right? Uh, he's 
he's real, right? Same with ghosts, same with Bigfoot, aliens, whatever you whatever Vampires. You if if they're around, they're <laughs> around regardless of what you think about them, right? Like I I could I could you yeah, know, I see. could say that I don't believe in trees, but there's trees out there. I got. I have no choice in the matter. Yep. <laughs> and I think people, if once if we can get people to start accepting that, <laughs> I don't believe in dinosaurs. So there's all these bones. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I was really well versed. I like that. I like you that. know. It, well, it's, it's and it's if if we can sort of push that more in, into the front page of society, the the guys like Trump won't get away with just lying, right? We're, we're going to ask for evidence, right? Because even I mean, when they, even they asked him about evidence about you know he, he claimed that Trump or Obama wiretapped his yeah, apartment, was, mm. and and what proof do you have? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. We'll, we'll let you know when the investigation's over. Just kick in the like, hornet's nest. Just stirring shit up. But you own the FBI. What you're, or sorry, you run the FBI and the CIA and the NSA. You're the only person in the country who has access to the information that you said proves that you know that the investigation should be done. If you said no, you just found out it happened, no, that no means you know it happened. Didn't uh, the uh, the head of the CIA just step down? Like the, he was the head while Obama was in, and now that Trump was in, because wasn't Trump coming after oh, the, him? Oh, the, for... yeah. There's there was a lot of changeover in a lot of departments in the government. So, um, the head of the uh, I can't remember God, the guy's yeah, name. The, now. the head of the intelligence committee, and there's well, because a lot of this, a lot of these people are cabinet appointments, right? A lot of them are actually picked by the, the incoming president. Yeah. So, uh, when Obama leaves, you know, the, the the head of the security administrations, and a lot of a lot of those guys leave. So, like James B. Comey, for instance, uh, works specifically for the FBI. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily work for the president? Right. right. I mean, he does in the sense that it all goes in that direction, mm-hmm. but um, he he doesn't change his job because the president does, but. Uh, he should because he's terrible at his job. <laughs> it's just awful. Uh, I think I just got emailed that second song though. Okay, so I don't sweet. Know. Well, yeah, I don't we, know if you got, I don't know what you what safety the show works. If you guys yeah, do no, other okay. uh, other bands, we, we could take a. Oh well, absolutely. Uh, usually, actually, what we do is uh, we let our guests pick the songs oh, lately that's, because that's uh, we like to support local music and all that stuff. So I mean, I can let you think on that for a little bit. Sure. And safety, uh, safety. well, we're on the Scott Love and Slim Jones show on gradio.ca, sitting down with Evan Hughes okay, from the Real combo. Sickies. Uh, how, how many a blast so far. I promise I'll talk about more about the band guys. Yeah, no, Sorry. we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're, we're gonna <laughs> everything we song. talk about, everything Evan talked about pushes into his songs. Right?
Light by Leo Hughes. Dope in studio today by Evan Hughes. Here on the Scott Love and Slim Jones Show on GRadio.ca, presented by Shellshock 420. All right, man. Well, I guess it's awesome been a slice. Track, by the way, yeah, uh, you guys should definitely start playing that live. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping. Well, we're just we're working on our whistling technique. Is the, uh, is the good thing. <laughs> Ben's really it, good. It could be it. cool. Ben's really. Josh has a really good whistle. You're onto um, something. We just we got got to catch up, I guess. Yeah, that was sweet. Well, uh, like we said, uh, join the cool club uh, at realsickies.com. Uh, Real McKenzie's Saturday, March 18th, May 12th with the Raygun Cowboys at the Needle. Dude, thank you so much for coming in and getting weird and talking life with us Cheers, today. Good. Thanks it's for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And hopefully you come back sometime. And hopefully uh, hopefully the band lets me off, off the, the rest of the game. After, <laughs> yeah. after that whole religious tirade, I wonder if they're ever oh, yeah. going to do one of these <laughs> yeah. again. Hey, we, we, we might have someone talk to us about that too. So. Well, I might, I might <laughs> just have somebody come with me maybe next yeah, time. Yeah, sure. Whatever, okay. uh, bring it as many as you want. I mean, we got the studio next door, so I mean, if you guys want to play a little yeah. live, tune. play a tune, yeah, play we'll a tune, or, or do it acoustically. I mean, we got a guitar right here. You want to play a close? I do keys? a fan- I do a fantastic Michael Row the boat ashore. <laughs> 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 I feel I'm not that hateful towards religion. I promise. Uh, <laughs> God, uh, uh, just just play just play some nice closing music. There it is. That's beautiful. Play so, play so. It's been a great show, guys.
Underneath the floorboard